Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hello, 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 and welcome to a very uh, untraditional episode of Affirmative Murder. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. What up? The reason this is untraditional, folks, is that we are recording on a Saturday night as opposed to Sunday daytime. Mm -hmm. I am three margaritas deep, fresh off a fish fry, but the show must go on. Yeah. So we had to get in here and talk about this fucked up shit. Yeah. Fran, Thanksgiving. Let's talk about it. How was yours? It was great. First Thanksgiving at the house. Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Did you cook? A little bit. Did a you cook something. the turkey? Nah. Uh, Steph's mom cooked the turkey. Did you carve the turkey? No. Come on, man. You let them play you out in your own house? Uh, what? You're supposed to cut the turkey in your own house, man. That's I the don't man, like... That's the man, old, traditional, you know, sexist rules, man. I mean, I cut it first. You know, I sliced a couple pieces up for my dad. That's about it. Okay. Well, I respect it. It's a new age. It's a new age you know, I, I don't like it. cutting anything. Because, yeah, you know, when I cut, it's for me. I'm cutting. Oh, you, you know, chunks. you know when you're supposed to. Yeah, you know yeah, when you, you cut, you're supposed to cut slices. You know, no, not, I'm cutting for me. I'm trying to make sandwiches. Cutting ham sandwiches, turkey sandwiches. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, I don't, don't want to be anywhere <laughs> you near. Cut, you cut. You got to cut for you, everybody. I'm not. Yeah, no, I don't want to be near that. anything that you cut. Yeah. Thanksgiving for me. Um. I'm st- I'm kind of I love the family part of Thanksgiving, but I'm kind of I'm kind of over the food. I love the sides, but you know something, man. I I used to hear this argument a lot, and I used to tell people they were just crazy. Mm. But turkey's kind of a bland meat, man. If I must say, I mean, I didn't gravy. Eat, I don't I don't like turkey. I didn't yeah, I didn't even dry. eat turkey. Yeah. It's, it's not a it's not a great mm. meat. You know, no. it's the gravy and mixed the, with all the great sides that mm-hmm. really does it up. You know. But, you know, obviously, you know, it's not about just the food, even though I've been eating leftovers 
for the last few days, stuffed to the brim. Mm-hmm. Glad I got to get a break. Like I said, I'm coming from a fish fry at the family's house, so I got a break from, you know, turkey and mashed potatoes and mm-hmm. stuffing. So I got to eat some fish and some, you know, cornbread, get a little change up and alcohol. So I'm feeling very good. But, um, you know, obviously, you know, it's also about what you're thankful for. And in this crazy time, I don't know what you're thankful for. If you if you know offhand, you can say it real quick before I, you know, jump into what, what I'm, I'm thankful for. Yeah. My family. Yeah, obviously. That's that's like the that's like the obvious one for me just off of just hearing the craziness in the news and everything like that in the world. I'm thankful to be young, black and alive in America. Yeah. You know, like I n- no time more than ever have I been more appreciative of that cuz it's becoming more and more apparent every day how finite this whole thing is like you just go to the you can go to the mall, you can go to the store, you can go to your job, you can go anywhere in this country. And at any given moment, something crazy can happen and you're not alive anymore. Mm-hmm. And for a, a number of reasons, it used to be, you know, I remember when 9-11 happened, that's what everybody was afraid of, like a terrorist mm-hmm. blowing something up, you know. But, you know, as you get older, you go, I mean, you could get killed getting pulled over by the police. You could get killed by some crazy person with a gun. You could get killed by some drunk person driving their car. You know, you could get killed just, you know, one time you decide to have a little fun party. Maybe you take a little party drug and it's laced with something insane and you die, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's just it's just an insane world right now. So I'm just happy to be young, black and alive in America. And that's what I'm the most thankful for besides my family. You got me with that one, obviously. Yeah, that's the number one one. But uh, one thing that is... It's not funny, but it it is a little bit funny. So um, I'm assuming you heard about this guy, <laughs> this guy John Allen Chow, who went to that island out in the middle of India to try to convert uh, those Sentinelese people out on that yeah. island. The people that told him not to go. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The whole it's illegal to go there. Yeah, I know. So he had to he had <laughs> this he had to illegally pay a a boat person yeah. like forty five thousand rupees mm-hmm. to get him as close as possible, and then he rafted the rest of the way because he yeah. was on a mission from you know quote unquote from God Jesus whatever mm-hmm. he thought was going on, and those people said, Nah, man, we don't get down. I like mean, that. Leave one those the people, people alone. Speak, the people don't speak English. They killed people before that. They killed people before that. So basically, for, for and and actually that island actually has a long history. There's a a Twitter account called um, Something Law. I can't remember. He, The person who runs the account made a thread about the history of this island mm-hmm. after this. And it was about this guy named Maurice uh, something. I, I'm, I'm terrible with the facts. But basically, like a few hundred years ago, a guy went there mm-hmm. and uh, was taking weird photos of the islanders and taking pictures of their dicks and writing weird stuff about them. He kidnapped a few people and uh, got a lot of them sick because he came with his Western germs and all this kind of stuff to their little isolated island and people got sick. So after that happened, they, that's what they, that's they what were they're like, trying to lock, avoid. lock yeah. this down. Mm-hmm. We don't trust people that aren't us. Yep. You Don't come here. And he thought Jesus had his back. And as soon as he stepped foot on that island, they arrowed him the fuck up, you know? And rest in peace to him, but a fool is a fool, man. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, that was a fool's errand, and nobody told you to do that. I don't know how you thought you were going to convert a bunch of people that don't speak your language by yourself mm-hmm. on an island where people told you don't go. Yeah. 
You they know, don't want no outside. Like, don't bring that shit over here. No, man. <laughs> and just based on, it's 2018, you know, uh, he was Asian, but he was American. And... That's crazy. You know, uh, just the history of people that... Uh, the more quote unquote advanced colony coming up to people on boats, people don't trust that shit, man. That's how they got our ancestors. You know, we chilling in Africa, playing games and shit, jumping, <laughs> you know, and and, and and eating good food and all that kind of stuff. And there's people come on some boats with some, you know, clothes and oh look, we have jewelry, and they're like, oh that's cool, yeah, get on these boats, and then bam, they got you. Yep, that's the old that's the old trickaroni, you know. So these Centenalese people weren't going for that. Nah. They migrated from Africa about 60,000 years ago to that island, probably running from something. Mm. So they weren't going for that. They isolated themselves on purpose. So again, rest in peace to this guy. Apparently his his family came out and said they forgive those people, which what else are you going to do? I mean, you gonna, you, you're not about it. You're not what, are you going to go see him. If you got an issue, you better say you forgive him because uh, I mean, the, there's no other option. Right. <laughs> I hope you forgive them, cause they didn't do anything wrong. They we don't. You're we don't not want, allowed to go there. Period. That's it. <laughs> Put a T on period. Period. That's it. You're not. Don't, don't, you're not allowed to go there. Why would you go? So you know. Again, like I said, rest in peace to John Allen Chow. But when I heard that story, mm. it I I couldn't help but feel like, I mean, you did that to yourself, yeah. man. I mean, you know? somebody died, but I, I mean, like, it's yeah, like, yeah. I get you love Jesus, man, but. Everybody's not trying to hear that, you know? I love Chick-fil-A. I would never try to push it on anybody, you know? And I don't understand why you would do that with Jesus. Jesus is just ain't nothing but a more uh, a fancy chicken sandwich to me. You know, it's all kind of restaurants. That's what religion is to me. It's like whatever restaurant you like to go to. That's your business. I got into my conspiracy bag, too, because it's so isolated. I was like, yo, like, what if that's Wakanda? You know what I mean? Like, what if that's... They don't want people there. People can't get on the island. They don't know who, how many people. It's all kind of estimates of how many people are left. What if they got all kind of, you know? What's the estimate? What's the? What did he like say? Like fifty people. Shit. One's more likely than the other. Is it more likely that it's fifty people and the numbers are dwindling because they're having sex with basically their cousins at this point? And you know, you keep inbreeding, mixing yeah. the same genetics. You're not breeding very strong, healthy people probably a very a lot of mentally insane people so is it more likely that than they're secretly geniuses and have you know technology and they fly spaceships yeah one is more likely than the other but a guy can you know fantasize and dream there's probably all kinds of shit going on over there you don't know they they probably at the very least they probably got like dope weed you know it's all kind of you know secret shit like that i don't really know but anyway uh that's that was one of the stories this week that uh they just sent a drone over there yeah but they, they shoot arrows at the drones too yeah, I said a video. Yeah, they, 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 shoot, they shoot arrows at everything. <laughs> don't come. We don't know what that is. We're untouched. We don't know anything about technology. Don't bring it over here. Um, so besides that, sadly, yeah, I, I hate to admit, I did get a couple chuckles out of that from some things people said on Twitter. But nothing brought me more ch- chuckles than uh, this neck man thing. Uh, this neck man thing, when it first started, I don't, I, I'm not a big pun fan. Mm. I love big pun, but I'm not a fan of puns. Mm. Um, and that's what, that's what it is basically. Yeah. But it's almost like, it's that thing of like, uh, the more times a joke keeps happening, maybe like the first five times is not funny, but then the sixth time, that's when you laugh. But the weird thing is that his picture popped up on the internet like a while ago. I've never seen that in my life. I have. So I don't don't think, I don't think it, 
it did numbers like it did the first time. Some, it's, it's about timing, man. It's all about timing. But, you know, we talk about it here all the time, man. I don't give a shit. I hope he can turn it into opportunity, but there's nothing worse than, than getting memed. <laughs> Nobody's laughing with that dude. We're all laughing at him. Yeah. When they're like, oh, this dude is on the next level. This dude is da-da-da-da-da. Somebody, somebody, there's some talented people in the world. Somebody put took the photo <laughs> and put it on the body of a person from the game show Next. You know, oh, okay. from the, the like, yeah. MTV. Uh-huh. And he's getting off the bus the video, and the little thing, the yeah. little thing comes down. Likes to drive uh, boats. And, <laughs> oh, he really likes to eat bananas. And yeah, the girls, next. And then it's N-E-C-K. They put, they put the... <laughs> They made the graphics say next. I mean, like, I that made me cry laughing, man. So that really brought a lot of joy to me in a very dark time. It's been a lot of uh, sad news this month, and it's good to just get a laugh out where you can, take advantage of that when you can. Uh, just coming into this, I had had a good vibe story set up. I'm going to give the full information. I had to change it, unfortunately, because um, there's a young man. I'm not. I completely threw the story out because I changed it. I'm. A, I'm actually gonna pull it up real quick so I can at least give him some kind of credit. Some kind of credit. I mean, uh, there's a young man in Florida who stopped a shooting at a hot yoga studio, right? Mm. So I was gonna do that as my good vibe story. He um, he stopped a, sh- a shooting at a yoga studio with a vacuum cleaner and a vacuum cleaner like attack. You know, a vacuum cleaner, all the attachments, the mm-hmm. sticks, and all that. He stopped the person in between reloads. And, and, and is a hero, and the college law school that he's going to, they raised money to pay for the rest of his school. Mm-hmm. And basically, I was contrasting that. I was like, this is really great. Sadly, the Jamel Roberson, this is something like the Jamel Ro- how the Jamel Roberson situation should have went, mm-hmm. you know, because he's a hero as well, but his situation wasn't, it didn't go the same way. He was murdered, right? So that's that was the angle I was going to take. But then... I hear about this EJ kid in Alabama on Thanksgiving or on Black Friday. I guess it was the night after mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. There was a shooting at a mall in Alabama. The police come. They shoot this kid, EJ. Uh, I don't, his last name is escaping me right now. They shoot this kid, EJ. He's not the shooter. They shoot him. He is a active duty on leave military. Mm-hmm. 21-year-old kid. I guess I don't I don't even know what he was wearing. Maybe he you know, I don't I don't think he had his fatigues on, but they shot him. And in the process of shooting him, they they thought he was the shooter. It wasn't him. The shooter got away and they let him lay there because they thought he was the shooter and emergency vehicles weren't able to get to him. And he died. So he wasn't dead immediately. He not he was in, he They shot him critically, mm. but he didn't even get a chance to go fight for his life at the hospital because they were sure that he was the shooter. And so they just kind of contained the area. So, and I, there's, there's this whole quote, there's a hashtag going around like so much for hashtag a good guy with a gun. I don't think this EJ kid was involved, like trying to stop the shooter. Mm-hmm. He was just there and they shot him is what there's the, the information still coming in, but that's the, from what I've gathered, that's what happened. I don't think he was, like uh, Ger- uh, Gerard. I don't mm-hmm. think he was trying to stop the shooting, but he still nonetheless was mistaken. Did he get the shooter? No, the shooter's on the run. Is he? But do you know who it is? I would assume so. I don't, that, again, they, I, didn't they didn't get all the, I didn't get all those details. I would assume that they know who he is because they're saying he's on the run, but... Um, I want to... Go ahead. 
I just want to know how they figured they figured it was him. The guy that who they, they I mean, how did they choose that? Oh, this guy's a shooter. The, the guy that they killed. It looks suspicious. I guess I don't know. I don't really know. That's. I don't. I can't. I can't say again. I try not to make this stuff a race thing. I try to go. It was hectic in the mall. Though. It's hectic I, I, in the mall. EJ, take a guess. EJ was a young black kid. Uh, I don't. I don't. You know. It's like it. It, it happens so much. And one thing I have to try to keep in perspective that helps me a little bit is like it's a big country. Alabama is nowhere near Chicago, and everything's kind of streamlined because of the internet. So you get all these stories, right? Mm. But they are very far away. So it's not like. This kid EJ got shot up the street from Jam- from Jamel Roberson uh, a week later. They're thousands of miles apart, but it they all have something in common. All they these stories, yeah, all these stories seem to have something in common. And I try to not make it not make it about that. I'm, I'm not saying these police are targeting people, but it's something about seeing a, a young black man in this country that's terrifying to people. We were just talking about before we started that guy that shot at that black kid. Because he asked for directions at his house. And don't even get me started on the whole Botham John story, which has just gone away. Yeah. I haven't even... I tried to look up the details of that story, or there's nothing. The The information, the timeline that the internet gives you starts from the day that woman, Amber Geiger, shot him. They, they don't know. There's still no connection. Did she know him? Was this... Just, so this just was some weird... She just... That's what the story that they gave us, and we're just supposed to move on. But, yeah, she walked into the wrong house by accident, man. Yeah, but it's just That's so it. much shit going on. It's like, I, I think a lot of stuff like this is gonna get pushed under the rug. It's yeah, it's you it's get, so you get much inundated, man. It's so much information. It's almost too much to process. But that Botham John story was huge. It should have been huge. It wasn't huge, but it should have been huge because you know what's crazy? That Chris Watts story. I've I found out what song he googled after he killed his family. Why he killed his family because he wanted to, he got he was sick of being a family man and wanted to start a new life with it. I know all kind of details. What yeah, he googled like a Metallica song after. Why should I know that? But I don't know why this woman walked into this man's house. That's crazy. You know why do I know that? But it, that Chris White story is still in the news. We're finding out all these unnecessary details. You know what happened? That dude killed his family. Period. End of story. That's the end. I don't care what song he googled. I don't care. What girl he was interested in at his job? Why does that matter? You know, it's just it's just crazy how the media doesn't do these deep investigatory uh, dives. A man was murdered in his house by a, a a woman who just walked in, and I and we don't know if she knew him, how she got in. We just they just gave us a story and that's it. Yeah, uh, the door was unlocked and she thought she was at her house. Really? That's the story of that, man. That's the end of that story. Yeah, man. Well, she lives on four, floor five, but she got off on four by accident. I guess she worked a long shift, got to a door that had a number or a letter on it that wasn't hers and just didn't notice that either. Opened the door because it was unlocked, walked in enough to hear somebody moving around, took her gun out and shot in the dark and hit him. And then that's it. That's 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 that's, that's the story. There's no more information that I could find. And that happened two months ago. And there's no, oh, she said, actually, we got a new story. There's no new revelation from that. He's in the ground. His family's mourning. That's the story we got. So I'm just, I'm, I, I tr- like I said, I try not to go racial. But it's hard, man. It's hard because it's just, the story's just, 
they keep coming and coming and coming and coming, mm -hmm. and they all have something in common. No matter where it is, where what time it was, the situation, it was a mass shooting, it was somebody in their house, it was this, it was that, it was a tr routine traffic stop. He did have a gun, he didn't have a gun, they let him know he had a gun, but the police still got scared when he said something about having a gun, and it's just it's just too much, man. I, I don't know what the solution is, but um, it's hard for me to not hear it. I, I, I like to hear it and process it, because one thing I don't want to happen is I don't want to become numb to it. I'm more scared of you hear him all the time. You hear him on the news or you see it and it's like it's always it's always in a different state, stuff like that. And it's like, you know, one of these days it could be super close to you or yeah. you could it's, that shit is scary. It just happened it's in Hartford County. Man, remember it happened that person shot up like a FedEx two months ago. In in Hartford County or whatever. Mm -hmm. They were talk people were contacting us on the Facebook group. Are you guys okay? Luckily that's like 40 miles which isn't crazy far yeah. but it's far enough where i was i wasn't <laughs> i was like nah i'm good yeah well about that one there was a whole story behind that one the girl like got fired yeah, or so. yeah it was a whole yeah, like yeah. romance type of thing but i'm talking about the ones where it's just, just like, like somebody just came and sprayed up a movie theater or a, like, a plaza or whatever yeah it's crazy it could happen anywhere at any time man. the one that lost me was the video game one. that's the one i was like this shit is yeah you can't go hand. anywhere man you can't even i know no no i'm not trying to profile people but I would the last place I would suspect to get shot is at a video game tournament. I would think that's a bunch of nerdy dudes just trying to have a good time, play video games. That's crazy. Somebody brought the Blicky to a Madden concert or Madden competition. <laughs> that's crazy. You came strapped to Madden and was like, if I lose, everybody loses. That's crazy, mm. man. That's wild. But anyway, mm. I feel like every week we've been doing this, there's just so much sad story. Anyway, let's move on, man, because we got to get to these good vibes, right? All right, welcome to another good vibe segment, friend. What you got for me, man? <clears throat> so my good vibe story this week is about IKEA. Uh, so for years they've been quietly welcoming um, stray dogs off the streets inside so they can sleep. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Great meatballs. So it says, There are some popular furry fixtures inside the Italian Ikea outlet, and there aren't the shag rugs. For years, the store in Cantina has been welcoming the stray dogs off the street so they can enjoy a nap with the roof over their heads. That's sweet. Customers have often posted pictures of the of the pups lounging around the store to social media praising the IKEA for opening their hearts and doors to the streets. I wanted I was reading this and I was like, I wanna know where where this IKEA is located. You said Italy, the, right? For I mean like the the area, I mean where the building sits for it to be stray dogs, you know, oh. just walking past like It's definitely places where just, you know, stray animals just congregate. Especially yeah. like I said, they got bomb meatballs. So if you leave you the meatball, you know, you got one left, might throw it on the ground. Dog gonna sniff it out. Then they find out, they pass it on bar art. You know, then all the dogs know <laughs> that's the place with the good meatballs, you know? And maybe it went something like that. Yeah, I, I think that's how it is with cats. Yeah, oh, my, yeah. My grandma feeds cats. Oh, they let, them, they let each other know. Yeah, just just one. You know, you get that one, then Let the worst, two, yeah, you three, get a chatty catty. Hey, <laughs> that lady right there, she puts food out. Now it's 15 cats in front of your house. Yep. It's not, it's not as cute when it's, you know, 
You look kind of crazy then. It was just yeah. one. That's cute. Cat lady, when there's yeah. 17 cats in front of your house, that's not cute, man. That's a, it's too. It's, I mean, like, I the reason why I understand it is because people feed their cats. And it's like, why don't you just let them in your house? What's the difference between you just feeding them outside and letting them in your house? I don't understand that any of that. That's one thing I don't know. <laughs> like I, I know I, it's not a black or white thing, but um, I know a lot of black people. They don't say like that's an outdoor cat. Yeah. They just like, oh, yeah, we feed them. They don't come in the house. But there are white people that are like, oh, you know, my cat is, is an out, in, is yeah. an outdoor cat. Is an indoor you know? cat. And like it's known. You know, it's like I think that's weird, man. Like my animals are inside. Yeah. Cause they're my animals. Yeah. Why would I want some animal that? If you have animal, like think about what you need to do to survive on the streets mm-hmm. as a cat, right? So when your cat, you pick it up and you rub it, give it a saucer of milk. But then when you go back in the house, that cat is like in back alleys, repping sets yeah. like a like a like a gang. Your cat might be a blood. You know, your cat is fighting other cats for scraps and. You know, fucking cats. Yeah, it's crazy. You don't know what that cat's doing. You come back, pick it up, rub on it. No, nah. an outside, an outside cat is a wild cat. Yeah, that's a that's a wild animal. <laughs> yes, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's because cats are temperamental. Because they're wild, man. They, you, but yeah, they do cats, what they want. You, you just supposed to let them. Yeah, you just let them be. We give them a, a box of shit in. Yeah. Give them their food, and water. Yeah. They'll come to you. Don't yeah, go to a when cat. they feel like it. Yeah. So, but dogs aren't like that. So I like this IKEA story. <laughs> Oh, so Martine recently published a video of some of the dogs to the Facebook after she spotted them sleeping cozily by a living room furniture display. And the clip has already viewed had the clip has already been viewed over one million times. Of course. So these dogs are just like lounging, just I'm sure. You know how dogs just lay lay on their side. Yeah. IKEA got those concrete floors too, they're probably all cold, just lay on them. Yep. And you know you got they got them carpets with us all fuzzy, so Mm -hmm. you just Mm. I would love they could make a lot of money if they let the dogs stay in there while they're open too. As long as they're not crazy dogs, they chill dogs get to walk Ooh, around. Well, I think the store is open. When oh, it is. I thought yeah. you meant like they bring them in at night. Okay, no. I like that even better. That's cool. Because <laughs> yeah. people post videos and whatnot. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, she said my reaction was pure amazement, and the dogs received daily food and pampering from IKEA's employees and customers. Some dogs have often found a family going. Home with customers, so some people has have been there and just like I'm gonna take that dog in. Oh, okay, so yeah. it's almost like a kind of a makeshift adoption agency yeah. too. Yeah, that's okay. I like that a lot. Shout out to IKEA. I like that. So they also okay. said that uh, they have you know um, local um, animal workers that come in and that these these dogs have to be uh, neutered. You know, yeah, because they just they, be fucking in the store. Yeah, they, you know, <laughs> yeah. They got. They make sure they do that. These puppies all in the oomphs. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's a lot of it. It's it's like two or three dogs just like just laying there, just oh yeah. It's a, just it's a store full of furniture. Yeah. Get up on the you know. Get up on the. Um, but most of them on the floor though. None of them are on the furniture. Oh, that means maybe me. on the rug. I like that. So I mean, I go to that kid for sure. But yeah, that I, I thought that was cool. So I, that's my good vibes this week. I like that. I like that. I go to that kid. You know, get me a you know get me a standing slazin, and you know rub a dog. And, you know, that's a, that's a nice day at Ikea, you know. I, I, I fuck with that story. My good vibe story uh, is this story about Natalie Barnes, this bus driver in Milwaukee who did a really great thing for a guy. Is that who, the light-skinned girl? Yeah, yeah did a really great thing for a guy that got on her bus. Mm-hmm. So a guy got on her bus and said, I am officially homeless now. What? Yeah, that's what she got on her, he got on her bus. That's kind of how the conversation started. I don't know if he was saying that, like, so can I get on the bus for free? 
I think that was like the most he was looking for was like, you know, hey man, I'm homeless. I need to get 15 blocks. And then she was like, okay, well, go sit down. And what Natalie did was she took him to, she she let him sit down. She got him a hot meal. Mm-hmm. She took him to a homeless shelter, and he's currently looking to get permanent placement. But um, uh, she actually got honored by her job and by the city, you know, for doing this incredible thing for this mm-hmm. person. And she said the guy uh, sees her every day, comes to, you know, gets on okay. the bus every day. And he calls her his little guardian angel. And uh, I wonder how the story works out if the person was new, the bus driver. What do you mean? <laughs> I feel like she must be new because I feel like a bus driver no, that's got like I, ten years in is no. like I don't care. look. I don't care. I don't. I, don't, I think she. I think she probably doing her job for a while. But I think if it was me, and I was a new, but you know, this is my first time on the on the the route by yeah. myself, and somebody gets on like, well, I'm homeless. I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> You go, you gonna oh, drop yeah. some change in you this, gonna, in yeah, this uh, machine? That's cool. It's a dollar fifty-five. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man. Nah, I'm an know. asshole. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You wouldn't go viral at all. You go viral for the wrong reason. Oh well, then you, you going to go. jail now? Yeah, that's you, me. You uppercut the homeless man. <laughs> that's cold, man. That's fucked up. That's cold, man. That's about all the story, man. That's uh, but that's uh, Natalie Barnes. Like I said, I had another good vibe story, but yeah, I read that kinda, story. That was good. It kind of got tainted by the information that I got about that kid EJ down in Alabama. So. I had to kind of switch it up last minute, but shout out to Natalie Barnes for doing a great thing. I like people who um, don't let the fact that they're clocked in stop them from being a good person because it, it does happen a lot. Sometimes you you know you're at work, so you don't want to be bothered. You no. ready to go home soon? Yeah. I'm not looking to go the extra mile for anybody. I'm going home. I know if I work 15 hours at my job and then I'm driving home and I see some flashers on on the side of the road. Hey man, you know what I mean. You 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 you'll get you'll figure it out. Yeah, you know, I seen the car. I, I seen the car in the ditch on my, on my way home from work. Yeah, you like. And I was like, I man, hope I hope, I hope it's right. nobody. Yeah, yeah, I hope it's nobody. I think somebody was in it because the car was facing the other way on the exit. So I was. <laughs> yeah, I mean that doesn't that doesn't sound like they, that doesn't sound like ran out of gas. Nah, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> and it was raining outside, so I was like, I hope they are. Right. Yeah, that's how it be sometimes, man. Sometimes you just I, you, I gotta get home, man. Hey, especially if I'm not going that way. Give them luck. Right. Sorry. Peace, yeah. kiss peace, and, you know, I hope you figure it out, you know? That's just how things work. That's just how it goes, man. But uh, what we're going to do is we're gonna we're not going to hold you guys up any further. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some fucked up shit. Because Thanksgiving is officially over, I want to play some Christmas music. So um, I'm going to play... I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, but I don't know who it is, but it's those that black guy with the deep voice and the black guy with the high voice. That's my favorite one. So we're going to play uh, Dreaming of a White Christmas, and we come back. We're going to talk about some fucked up shit. So stay tuned. Christmas, just like the ones I used to know, where those streets up listen All right, and we are back. And Fran, I believe you went first last week, so it is my turn to go first. 
And in honor of it being right after Thanksgiving, shout out to all our international listeners. I know y'all don't really know, get the idea of Thanksgiving. You know, you guys just think it's just gluttonous Americans <laughs> making an excuse to stuff our faces until we're painfully full. And yeah, it is. That's what it is. Yeah. But also we are family and it's that too. It's not just us being piggies. But uh, in honor of that, I wanted to do a special story. You know how it's Thanksgiving. What's the main thing you think of? You know, that matriarch of the family doing all the cooking, big mama, grandma, mima, you know, making that turkey, butterball, golden brown, mm. and just being the, you know, 90-year-old, 90, 70-year-old, 90 you know, head of the household. You think of that, right? Well, my affirmative murder this week is the story of the Granny Ripper. <clears throat> On July 26, 2015, dogs sniffed out the remains of a 79-year-old Valentina Ulanova at an apartment building in the suburbs of St. Petersburg, Russia. Her body had been decapitated and mm. spread out across seven different garbage bags. Mm. CCTV and blood trails on the floor of the apartment building led police to the door of 68-year-old Tamara Sansonova who had been working as the caregiver to Mrs. Ulanova. So they got it on camera. They got her. I'll get to it. Okay. When police arrived at the apartment of Tamara Samsonova, she immediately confessed to killing Mrs. Ulanova, mm. as well as three others. She was detained as the police searched her home and found bizarre diaries written in German, English, and Russian. Mm. So, I mean... So far, this isn't sounding good for this lady, but she is trilingual. Yeah. That's pretty impressive because I can barely speak English. So shout out to her, <laughs> at least in that regard. The shout out will be revoked by the end of the story. Reading from her diary, it was clear she enjoyed living and caring for Mrs. Ulanova. She wrote, I love Valaya, her nickname to Valentina. However, from reading earlier entries in the diary, you can see that she was not entirely sweet. I killed my tenant, Volodaya, cut him into pieces in the bathroom with a knife, put the pieces in his body in plastic bags and threw them away in different parts of the Funzinski district. That's my Russian. Shout out to me. Yeah. Samsonova confessed to the police that Valentina had told her, I am tired of you, but she was afraid to leave and go back to living alone in her own home. I was scared to live at home, she said. I panicked. By killing her, she admitted she could live in Valentina's home for another five months until her relatives turn up or someone else. So basically, she didn't want to live alone. She couldn't afford it. So she said, I'm going to kill this lady, Valentina, and then just live here until somebody comes and gets me. <laughs> so, I mean, that's bold. Her plan kind of got only to like 70% and mm. she didn't really figure out the ending part like what what happens when they come so this is a caregiver right yeah yeah mm -hmm. okay yeah caregiver and just I mean that's a plan yeah she gave her something you know like I mean maybe she decided sometimes people will decide for you like hey you lived a good life like it, you did it all what else you want to do and then so she was like so that's I'll just take over your apartment why don't you just stay there with her she said, I was tired of you, bitch. She didn't say bitch. She just said, I'm tired of you. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so Samsonova opened, opened up a bottle of finazepam and put all 50 pills in Mrs. Ulanova's salad. Mm -hmm. 
She liked it very much, she said. Before telling the police that before tell before telling the police that shortly afterwards, Ulanova collapsed to the floor, and that's where she cut her up. Mm. She put the body in various bags and her head in a saucepan, neither of which have yet to be recovered. CCTV footage shows Samsonova carrying the garbage bags down the stairs and out of the building, as well as her carrying a saucepan with a lid outside. I thought she was going to say she put the, the head in the oven. No, I don't know why she put it in a saucepan to carry it, I guess, to disguise it. Like, I'm throwing out some old soup, nothing to look at here, you know. But I wouldn't want to use that anymore. But I'll get to why she might would use it again. It, it doesn't creep her out as much. Uh, Ulanova's head was never recovered. Natalie, ooh, Natalie Fedotsvikaya, a friend and neighbor of Mrs. Ulanova, said it is very likely that she threw this saucepan with the head into a garbage bin, which is usually taken away on a Saturday morning. So it seems the head has gone with the bin. It will be hard to find it now. So she got rid of the evidence. And what was this? When was this uh, article? This was from 2015. And they still this haven't... Is, this happened on 2015. And they still haven't found the head? Nope. That's crazy. Yep. Gone. Gone, gone. That's by, and it's Russia, so... It's a little, little more hardcore. They're a little colder. Shit might have... You know, a bear might have ate it when it got to the garbage dump. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know. Uh, based on the conditions of Mrs. Ulanova's body parts... Police suspect Samsonova not only cut her up to make discarding her body easier, but also ate some of her as well. Wow. She got hungry, huh? Hey, man. You know? That's why I picked this as a great Thanksgiving story. What's her name? The lady that got killed? The lady that got killed is named Valentina. Ulanova. She made an Ulanova sandwich. She made an Ulanova sandwich, man. So shout out to everybody right now. Maybe you got a big plate of leftovers from Thanksgiving in front of you right now. It's a perfect story to compliment your leftovers, you know? No, it ain't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm full. Yeah, push it away from you. Uh, A headless, armless, and legless man's body was found on the same street 12 years earlier. And evidence was found in her flat, including a business card from the victim, links her to the crime. As do the diary entries mentioning the man's tattoos, say police sources. So basically, 12 years before this happened... There was just a torso on the street that she lived on, and everybody was freaking out. Uh, but they didn't—they yeah. didn't trace it back to her until they broke into her. Well, not broken until they arrested her, detained her, and you know whatever they, you know, CSI'd her apartment and went over it and traced over the evidence of the apartment and found a business card from that man whose body was found—just the body, no legs or arms—and uh, a um. Uh, her diary had described his tattoo in the book. So it was like, oh, well, I guess she did that too. So she was 68. And that was over a decade. Yeah, 15 years. Or 12 years. Yeah, over a decade. That's crazy. So she was 68 when she killed Valentina. So she was 56. I mean, when she killed this man, a man. When you get away with stuff like that, I guess at some point you're like, well, I'm never going to get caught. It was like after like five years, you probably be like, oh, yeah, I mean, you, you guard I'm them. I guess I can go back to start going back to the grocery store and do yeah. my regular errands because they're not, they not finding me. If I go five years without being caught after dismembering a person, I probably get back on my regular shit. Yeah. After, you know, like, oh, well, I guess I can go, you know, to L.A. Fitness, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, 
whatever you're, you know, I guess I can go to Trader Joe's. You know, hit your start hitting your spots again. Mm. Um, in court, Samsonova was pictured blowing kisses to reporters and was even caught celebrating when the judge told her she would be held in custody. So she is That's crazy. off her rocker, man. Yeah. Cuckoo bananas. And there's actually, you can look up her name and you will see that footage. There's footage of oh, her. Oh, they got it? Mm-hmm. Carrying the bags and stuff? No, no oh. that, that, yes. Oh. And the blowing of the kiss in custody. Like, oh, kiss, and see, she sees the camera. And what is she, she's Russian? Mm-hmm. And she's like built? No, she's oh. an old lady. She's 68. Oh, oh, oh. She's 70, she's 72 now. Mm. I think all Russians are built for some reason. I mean, probably compared to another sixty-eight-year-old year old lady, she probably is built. Oh. Yeah, but I, it's not like I saw and she looked like China or yeah, something. You that's know? what I imagine. No, she was not. She, she didn't look like. That's China. exactly who I imagine. She looked like uh, the Tweety Bird's grandmother or something. You know. <laughs> uh, police have evidence linking Samsonova to at least eleven deaths. Wow. Suspected victims include other neighbors, former tenants, her mother, and even her husband who was reported missing sometime around 2005. No bodies have been found, making it difficult to convict. That's the sad part. They don't even, they're not even sure. Like, we think, based <laughs> on the stuff we collected, wow. but we can't find any bodies. Well, I'm they guessing also for her, think, she's pretty successful. They also, there was a apartment development that got built sometime in the, in the late, you know, within the last 10 to 12 years, and they think that it might have got built over wherever she was um, hiding the bodies mm. so you can't dig up a building so you know well that's she nice. she's only she's still only suspected for those um but uh detectives she yeah, knows only she knows and she's not gonna tell you she's she's only she confessed to killing this last woman and she has not refuted anything in the diaries mm. but um she hasn't given any confession to any other things that everything else is just you know um, suspicion based off of what she did to this last woman. It's like, oh, you dismembered this woman. There was a body found on your street ten mm-hmm. years ago that was cut up. You probably did that too, especially because your business, her, his business card is in your house, and your husband went missing. Mm. So, and your mother went missing. So, you probably did all of them. Yeah. Uh, detectives suspect that the former hotel worker may have eaten some body parts she removed from the people she killed, chopping off their heads, arms, and legs. In particular, Samsonova had a penchant for out for gouging out and eating lungs, it is claimed. When asked if she was a cannibal, police sources said it is not excluded. Which is, that's something like you say, uh, you know, hey, um, I'm making dinner tonight, do you eat Brussels sprouts? You're like, oh, I mean, I, I don't not eat them. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't say it's not excluded about if somebody's a cannibal. If you, if she, she either eats people or she doesn't. Yeah. There's... You should know that. Did the the did the arms and the legs that you found have bite marks in them or cut meat chunks out of them? Mm. Eh, she ate them, man. Don't leave speculation. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, after a long-awaited verdict, uh, Judge Pavel Smirnov decreed Samsonova must spend the rest of her life in a top-security psychiatric institution after a diagnosis of paranoid schizophrenia. So she did not go to prison prison. She... Um, was declared insane mm-hmm. and got sent to a prison hospital. Yeah. And that was the story of the Granny Ripper, also known as, well, no, her name is, um, her name is Tamara Samsonova, also known as the Granny Ripper. And I thought that just was a nice little so story. So as far as we know, she only did one. As far as we know, she only did one. 
but it's highly likely that she killed whoever that person was that, that was chopped up on her street and anything else is just speculation that's crazy but i thought you know a nice little subtle cannibal story right after thanksgiving post thanksgiving cannibalism story would be a you know an interesting one to do that was my affirmative murder and uh we're gonna keep the party going friend uh when we come back it is your turn to go and stick around and hear some more fucked up shit stay tuned all right and we are back friend please the floor is yours yeah you know i thought for your story i thought she was gonna say the head she cooked it and served it as the turkey or something that's what I thought she was going to say. No. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I definitely looked up Thanksgiving Killers. Oh, okay. Where it might be something like that. Nobody's that sick. That's some movie shit. That's That's, that's some movie shit where you're like, ka-twink, pull the little lid off, and it's mm. like a person on the table. That's crazy. I, <laughs> I couldn't find anything like that. I did find a story about a guy who, like, shot his family at Thanksgiving dinner. It was it was terrible. But it was and just, killed him? Yeah, he killed oh, Like, he shit. killed his sister. Uh, his like mother-in-law and one of his sisters was pregnant. It just was an awful story. And after, like I said, hearing about that shooting in Alabama, I just, I, I'm over. I'm, I'm done hearing about shootings. I'm not going to talk about a shooting on here. So I, I didn't do that one, even though it was more of a Thanksgiving story because it happened on Thanksgiving. But yeah. Hmm. All right. So my affirmative murder this week is Monster of Florence. Heard about that? The Monster of Florence. Okay. Can't say that. Cool. So the name is commonly used by the media in Italy for a a series of eight double murder cases that took place between 1968 and 1985 in the province of Florence. Law enforcement conducted several investigations into the case over the course of several years. The courts reached the conclusion that the the murders were not committed by a single person, but by a group of at least four perpetrators who were convicted who were convicted and later became known as the Snacks Companions. The Snacks Companions? <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> <laughs> so the victims were young couples parked and camped in countryside areas in the vicinity of Florence during new moons. The murders used multiple weapons, including a twenty-two caliber gun and a knife. Mm. So the first two victims on August 21st, 1968, was Antonio... Lo Bianco, oh. a mason worker, and Barbara Lucci, uh, who was a home homemaker, who were both lovers, shot to death with a twenty-two Beretta in a uh, in a small town of Cena in west west of Florence. While Lucci's son Natalino Mele lay asleep in the back seat of the car, the child woke up and finding his mother dead, mm. fled in fright. At two a.m. He arrived at the nearby house, knocked on the door, telling the landlord, open the door and let me in. I'm sleepy and my daddy is sick in the bed. Then you have to drive me home because my mommy and uncle are dead in the car. Oh. Uh, So uh, Natalino initially said he ran away alone, then changed his story and stated that either his father or an uncle a term he used to describe his mother's lovers. Oh. He had driven him to the house where he asked for help. The, uh, the dreaded uncle. Yep. So years later, uh, Natalino said again that he was alone, but was too shook to remember exactly what happened that night. Mm. So Lucci, 
a native uh, a native of uh, Sar- Sardinia um, was famous in the town because of her multiple love affairs and had received the nickname Ape Ape Regina. Oh. Something like that. So it means like it it said it means Queen Bee. <clears throat> oh, cuz she's like the baddest chick in town. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to you. Uh so her older husband um an ingenious ingenious man named Stefano Mele was eventually charged with the murder and spent 6 years in jail. However, he was imprisoned. However, while he was in prison, more couples were murdered with the same gun. Oh. Several lovers of Lucci's were suspected to to be perpetrators of the crime, and even Stefano stated on several occasions that one of them had killed her. So, and then on September 15th, 1974, Pasquale Gentic- Gentacore, mm. who was a barman, and Stef- Stefania Patini, who was an accountant, who were teenage sweethearts. So, this is another couple. Shot to death and stabbed in the country lane near Bargo San Lorenzo mm. while having sex in... While having sex in Gentilacore's Fiat. <laughs> That's a small car. Yeah. And and this was in the 70s, so it looks even it looks weird. It's just old. Like they small you, now, but they just doesn't look like a car you want to climb no. in the back seat of. <laughs> no, and, not and, at and all. Get it, get it get it popping. No. Okay. Shout out to them then. That's the ingenuity then. They're like it's, it's, it's going down. <laughs> I don't care if it's this weird square shaped car or right. something, you know. I fuck with that. So they were not far from the notorious disco co- notorious disco called Teen Club. They were supposed to spend the evening with some friends. Patini's corpse had been violated with with a grapevine oh. with a grapevine stalk and disfigured with ninety seven stab wounds. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Some hours before the murder, Patini said something to a close friend about a weird man who terrified her. Another friend of Patini's recalled that a strange man had followed and bothered, bothered the two of them during a driving lesson a few days before. Several couples of lovers who used the who who used to park in the same area where Jensen Lacours and Patini were murdered stated stated that particular area was frequent by voyeurs and a pair of them acting very oddly. Now I didn't know it was a word for a peeping tom. Oh yeah, voyeur. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> there's a doc, there's a documentary on Netflix called Voyeur. Really? About this guy. It's kind of uh, a lot of argument about if he made the whole thing up or what's true or whatever. But he bought a motel in the '70s mm-hmm. and made all kind of secret rooms and stuff in the in the like over top of the rooms. And he would go and just watch people. Wait, is this a movie? It's a documentary. It's a documentary. Yeah. Oh, I thought yeah, it was a movie. It's called oh, yeah. Voyeur, and it's this creepy right. dude. And he's like, Yeah, I used to look in the windows. And, uh, you know, people would be in there. He used to, he'd say stuff like, yeah, it was like late night. It was my third shift. But he's talking about him peeping on people. Mm-hmm. He just, he would talk about it like it was a job. And he watched people fuck and all kind of stuff. But he bought the motel and kind of had it set up to where he could go room to room and look in, look down, look through the vents. And, you know, those roadside motels, people go in, you know, get it in, affairs and all kind of shit like that. Yeah, man. Voyeurs get it popping. <laughs> <laughs> they do, you know. That's creepy. Just being a corner, beating it, flicking it, you know, man. Well, I don't, don't discriminate. Oh, voyeurs man. can be man or woman, you know. Shout, nah, out, shout out to all the voyeurs. Nah. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Hey, no man, shout man, out. Don't kink shame, man. Don't kink. No, that's no, not cool, man. No shout out. <laughs> so, uh, in June, June 6, 1981, Giovanni Fiji, uh, who was a warehouseman, and these names, man. Carmela. Hey, man, you're Car- doing a good job. <laughs> Carmela D. Nuccio, who was a shop assistant, who were, who were engaged, shot to death and stabbed near Scandinici. Mm. They were both th- where they both lived. So Carmela's body was was pulled out of the car, and the killer cut out her pubic area oh. with a with a notch with a notch knife. Oh. The next morning, a young voyeur. I mean, I'm not liking it. What I'm do you not. mean? Hey, man, <laughs> we're all a little bit voyeurs, man. Like, if you watch porn, it's a form of being a voyeur a little bit. It's not as, you're not as about that life because the real voyeurs, like, they, like, got their like eyes through a hole. Looking through a window yeah. or something like that, or you're in the room under a blanket hiding. You know what I mean? That's something, creepy. Something like that, That's you creepy. know? Maybe you dress up in, a like, a, one of those big teddy bear gifts. Mm-hmm. And it's like a and gift to a husband, there. gift to a wife from a husband, and but you are the teddy bear. You're in the teddy bear, just in the corner, and you watch some anniversary sex. That's really about it. But we're all watch, like a little bit before you watch porn, you watch people have sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, look, man, hey, shout out to all the voyeurs. The next morning, a young voyeur paramedic, Enzo Spalitti, went around speaking about the murder before the corpse had had been discovered. He spent three months in jail, charged with murder, before the perpetrator exonerated him by killing again. Oh. On October, on October 23rd, 1981, Stefano Baldi, who was a workman, and Su- Susanna Canby, who was a telephonist, engaged, um, due to be married, who was also shot to death and stabbed in the park in the vicinity of Calanenzo. Cala, oh. Canby's pubic area was cut out like Danucci's, Danuccio's. What does that mean? Like they cut they out just her cut, vagina? That's what I was thinking, yeah. Just cut the whole thing off. Oh. God. Yeah. Uh, an, anonym, an anonymous person phoned Camby's mother the morning after the murder to talk to her about her daughter. A few days before the homicide, Susanna told her mother that there were somebody tormenting her and even chasing her by car i mean that's weird for you to be like you know some shit weird shit is going on somebody's following me or something yeah. like that and then you tell somebody and then something happens like yeah man that's fucking crazy but you know what's even crazier we don't even understand like obviously that sounds like an extreme and that's super creepy and fucked up but i remember when me and my mom we went to go see aziz i'm sorry uh he did a stand-up show in dc a few years ago mm-hmm. before all that shit happened and I'm not even gonna get into that. Um, and he asked the question to the like the females in the audience, like, "How many women in here have been like followed?" Mm-hmm. Like every woman in the every woman in the thing put their hand up. How many women in here have like had a guy try to like masturbate in front of them? Every woman put women what? go through shit, man. That's we don't crazy. even where we don't even know. We don't even get it, you know. So. Yeah, that sounds crazy. Like, oh, it was a guy. It's like somebody did what? Yeah, it was like, oh, it was a guy following me. Yeah, he said it was this. He told me. He t- he told a, one of his stories was about this woman who said, yeah, I was walking th- in the park one day and some guy just started following me. So I walked into a pet store and just waited and just stayed in there until he walked past the store. 
And then I left and I got to go on my day. And women were like, yeah, I've done something like that before. Wow. Like, yo, dudes are fucking creepy as shit out here. And we're, you know, we don't, dudes that aren't creepy are like, yeah, it sucks to be a woman. But you just kind of say that to be like an ally, to be mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, man, that sucks. I'm sorry that you have to go through that. But a lot of us don't know what the that is. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, go, can't go to the gym, can't go for a run, can't go run errands without some dude being, hey, what's up? We, you in here You in here to get bananas or something? What's up? Can I have your number? You know, like that, everywhere they go. And it could go from, it could be from harmless to scary. And a, a woman has to kind of gauge that in this weird amount of time and dictate like, oh, is this guy just being annoying or do I like need to get my mace prepared? Mm-hmm. I've never had to feel, I've never, there's never been an encounter. And you know, I'm dumb. You were with me that time I shook that dude's hand who could have knocked oh, me yeah. out. Mm-hmm. I, but in only in those situations do I have any kind of inclination of like, oh, I might be in a fight. I'm never like, oh, they might knock me out and mm-hmm. kidnap me or something like that. Adult women think about that. Not It's not just kid, it's, kidnap is not accurate to, a, like an adult woman can be kidnapped and they think about it all the time. I've never thought about being kidnapped since, like, the day I turned 18. Mm. I never was concerned about a person kidnapping me. Mm. I got facial hair, little <laughs> little scruffy mustache. Mm. Nobody want to kidnap me. But a woman is in danger of that, like, f- their whole life. So that's crazy, and that's an extreme. But I'm sure it's women, women that are like, oh, I'm walking down the street. I got a cute dress on, and this car has been following me for the last three rights I've made walking down the street. Mm. That's shit happens, man. So shit is crazy, man. Shout out to women, man. I'm sorry. I, I apologize for just men being creepy. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah. Uh on June nineteenth, nineteen eighty two, Pi Minardi, who was a mechanic, and Antonelia Miglarini, who was a dressmaker. Doing a great job with her name. And I'm trying. Engaged uh, due to married nickname Venaville, which is a brand of superglue, because they was in, they were inseparable. That's what they called it. Wait, what? They named their relationship? Yeah, <laughs> that was their nickname. Oh, Venaville. Yeah, they're like superglue. Yeah, because they're inseparable. <laughs> Whack. I mean, damn. Can they live? <laughs> Who names their relationship? They love, man. Dang. Oh, look who's coming down the street. Look, it's Venaville. Name your relationship. Especially if you did it. That's I don't you know how I feel about nicknames, man. Yeah. I don't like that shit. Don't if you, give you can't give a yourself a nickname. <laughs> we call ourselves Venaville. Can you call us that? No, I can't. Nicknames are given, not by you, but by somebody else. <laughs> Venaville. I don't think it's that bad. It's bad if they gave if it they to gave themselves. It themselves. Okay. All right. I agree. If I that's agree. something everybody else just noticed, that's sweet. But if y'all just out here calling yourself shit, nah, that's obnoxious. That's obnoxious. <laughs> I'm, I'm drunk. <laughs> so they were shot to death in Payalo's car while parked on the country road in Mentz and Mentos, Port- Mentos Portoli. This time, the killer did not um, mutilate the female victim. Payalo's Though seriously injured, so he was injured. So she died, and he was injured. But he didn't cut her. No, hair. no, no, he didn't. Uh, so he was still alive when he was found. Police, a- police, and ambulance were called immediately, but Payalo died some hours later at the hospital. A new, con- a new reconstruction of the event suggests that after the shooting, 
After the shooting of the couple, the killer drove Payalo's car for a few meters to hide the vehicle and the corpse in a woodland area nearby, only to lose control of the car and abandon it um, where it was finally discovered. Mm. So, uh, September 9th, 1983, this name is, these two names is going to be tough. You got it. Will, uh, Wilhelm Friedrich Horsmeer. Okay. And Ince Urush, well, who was German. German. That was, yeah, was German. German. Yeah, yeah German. <laughs> Both seniors at a faculty of fine arts in Osnabrück, um, traveling to traveling in Italy to celebrate an important scholarship Mayer had just won. Shot to death in their Volkswagen Samba bus, which I think are cool. I wish when I get rich, I want to buy one of those. Oh, the 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 the, the love bus. Yeah, the like VW from the seventy show. Front? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are cool. They got the two tones. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They they pimped one of those out on Pimp My Ride when I was a kid. Really? Put like a 40, 50 inch TV in it. You know how they used to do. <laughs> hey man, this hey this bug's got a lot of love. So I showed a lot of love by putting <laughs> heart shaped TVs in the back of the car. You know, Why that one dude with the goatee? For what? Who knows? <laughs> they did so much dumb shit on that show, but they did have a love bug. They pimped it out, put a whole bunch of stupid shit in it. Yeah. You know you like to surf, so I put a virtual reality surfing video game <laughs> in the middle of the floor of the love bug. Like, man, who's going to use this in a car? Yeah. You know, sometimes you got to go, so I'll put a toilet in the bathroom <laughs> floor. Like, why? Everything, he like, flips it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you spend a lot of time driving, so you might not have time to You always got to go to the bathroom. So, you know, when you got to go, it's right here in the back. Like, your driver's seat is also a toilet. For what, man? Exhibit just like, yeah. <laughs> he did used to go off, though. Yeah, he used to... <laughs> <laughs> we know you need glasses, so we made the windshield. <laughs> it's prescription. <laughs> so the windshield is your prescription. <laughs> like, what? For what? Oh, man. I need to make like a... Uh... A video of just all his that would be that oh be compilation all yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, so yeah, so they were shot to death in the Volkswagen bus. Um, Roosh, long blonde hair and his small build could have deceived the killer into thinking he was a female. Police oh. suspected that they were gay lovers based on pornographic materials found at the scene. Well, yeah, uh, July twenty ninth, nineteen eighty four, Claudio Stefanici. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, you killed that one. <laughs> yeah, you killed that La, one. That one was easy. Yeah, you killed La, that one. Who was a law student. And Pia Gildy Rutini, um, who was a barmaid and a cheerleader. And they were young. I'm about to say, you're yeah, cheerleader. Grown you're grown so cheerleader? She, <laughs> for what team? Soccer don't have cheerleaders. <laughs> so they were, sweet, uh, they were sweethearts. The pair were shot to death and stabbed in oh. Stefanici's Fiat. Parked in a woodland area near uh, Vicio. The killer removed the girl's pubic area and left breast. What's up with that, man? Um, well, it said that um, that some cases um, that this dude was taking sex organs. Yeah, that he was just taking, just taking them. He was just taking them. Yep. I don't even understand like, how you why? take a vagina. I don't even understand how take you cut a, cut a vagina just like the the the... The lips? I don't understand how you cut a pubic area out. Just what are you going to do with a breast? Put it in a glass with the liquid in it and just look at it. I don't know. Just, just one breast. And yeah. One breast, man. That's crazy. Mm. Who thinks of shit like yeah. that? Uh, so, yeah, so he removed the girl's pubic area and left breast. 
there were reports of a strange man who had been following them in an ice cream parlor some hours before the murder. A close friend of Rattini recalled that she had that she had been bothered by an unpleasant man while working at the bar. Yeah. So I mean, she was dealing with this guy all damn day. But again, like I said, this this happens to women all day. So you have to kind of make a, a a gauge on like, is this just a creepy dude, or is this dude creepy, creepy, or is he creepy dangerous? Where you might, in hindsight, when somebody turns up dead, you go, damn, there was a dude that was like staring at us at the ice cream mm-hmm. parlor. But in that moment in the ice cream parlor, you just kind of go like, look, hey, look, there's some fucking creepy dude over there. What a weirdo, right? Yeah. Anyway, I'll have Rocky Road, please. And you go on about your day because that's what women have to do. It's like so many instances of that happening that it's I can I can see a girl being like, oh, another one, fucking weirdo, mm. but not deeming it like a life-threatening situation. I can see that for sure. But that's crazy that this keeps coming up like, oh, beforehand. Oh, yeah, there was some dude that was harassing them earlier. So he definitely, whoever this killer is, they like put in the work, you know. But I, yeah, like whoever this is targeting couples. Yeah. I mean. They like like stalk them out. Just stalking them out. Yeah, Yeah, like that's crazy. That's creepy as fuck, though. Somebody just, I mean, we wouldn't know if somebody was stalking us or not. But to, to think about. Especially for a female, that somebody, it could be somebody across the fucking room. Eyeing you. And you don't even know it. Yep. And you, they have made their decision to kill you based off something you don't even realize that, you did. That's Maybe the way that though. you tied your hair, they're like, yeah, that's, I like when girls wear a, a, their hair to the left and then I'm going to kill her. And you don't even, no control over what you did has made them decide that you're the one that they're going to kill. The couple. Mm-hmm. Maybe the way you guys hold hands or. One of you laughs at it, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's them. In that moment, you don't know. You're being judged by someone. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, so the last couple was on September 7th, September 7th and 8th of 1985. John Michael Kravichavili, oh. who was a musician, and, they, and Nadine Mir- Miriati, who was a tradeswoman, who were both lovers, like all the rest of them, mm-hmm. from... Arden Court, France, on a camping vacation in Italy. So Nadine was shot to death and stabbed while sleeping in their small tent in a woodland area. Again, a woodland area that came up a lot in, you know, a lot of the ones I read. Yeah. Um, That's why I don't go camping. Yeah, in a woodland area. Okay. So Jean was killed a short distance away from the tent while trying to escape. And Nadine corpse was mutilated because the killer had murdered two traveling foreigners... There, there was not yet a missing persons report. The killer sent a taunting note along with a piece of Nadine's breast oh. to the state prosecutor, Sylvia Della Della Monica, stating that the murder had taken place and challenging the local authorities to find the victims. A, a person picking mushrooms in the area discovered the bodies a few hours before the letter arrived to Monica's desk. Mm. Well then, yeah, you're a little late with your stupid letter, man. They already had found him. Yeah, <laughs> he tried. He tried to be cool. Yeah, he, tried, he thought he was Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, he tried sure. to be cool. Uh, so four local men: Stefano Mele, who was the husband of victim Barbara Lucci, and Pietro Pacchiani, and Mario Mario Vanni, and Juan Carlo Lotti. Lotti, I don't know. Lotti, Lotti. Yeah. 
uh, were they were arrested and charged charged and convicted of the crimes. Critics suggest that the the real killer or killers have been identified. Several other suspects were arrested at various times, <clears throat> but were later released when subsequent murders using the same weapon methods occurred during their detention. Yeah, that happened a lot. What That's you like mean, what like happened like to scream like. We're gonna arrest you because you yeah. killed this person. Then somebody else gets killed the same way, and like, mm-hmm. oh, well, no, no, it wasn't him. Yeah, wasn't him. yeah. Um, uh, sorry, my bad. Yeah, like we let you out. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, Pacciani, a former known to be a peeping tom, who, along with his friends Lucci, Vanny, and and Pocky, became known as the picnic companions. First with. No, at first with the snack companions, yeah. but whatever. Oh, that they grown up. It's the, <laughs> the mature uh, version of them. Yeah, uh, and court's testimony was suspected of the crimes due to the similarities between the monster's victims and a 1951 murder committed by Pacciani against a man who had relations with his ex-girlfriend, for which Pacciani served 13 years in prison. He was later sentenced for rape and domestic abuse of his wife. Pacciani was convicted for the monster's crimes and condemned to life in prison, mm. but the verdict was later overturned and annulled. Pacciani died before the new trial, and Vanny and Lottie were instead convicted of, convicted and condemned to life imprisonment. So they so got the wrong like, guy again? Yeah, so basically they, they threw it on these two guys because uh-huh. Pacciani died before the trial, mm. but, but still they still don't even know who, when definitely you look at it, they don't even know right, exactly. Who definitely just, did it. Right. Damn. So it was just a group of guys, but they just like, man. One of y'all did it. One of y'all, then the dude they think did it, died. So it was like, well. Can't prove it. Couldn't go to trial and get the full answer, but we just going to leave it on you. I mean, shout out to the Picnic Boys. That's who they think did it, right? <laughs> yeah. The picnic the Boys. The Snack Companions and the Picnic Companions. I don't like that. Um, that, that name is disrespectful to people named Tom. Peeping Tom? Yeah, man. Oh. Like, they didn't. They didn't do nothing. No. You know, peeping Tom is derogatory, man. You don't got just everybody named Tom is not a pervert. Yeah. That's why I prefer the term voyeur. It's but, classy, and it uh, elicits more of like a sexual freeness, and that's why I say shout out to all the voyeurs, man. Peeping yeah. Tom is like a creep. Yeah. You know. That's what a voyeur is, but see what you're saying. No, man. Voyeur. A voyeur is like in a silk robe. And has a glass of wine. Says who? And they're and they're not they're not at the window. They're like looking from a one of those like one like a like a like a pirate has like a one periscope like a like a telescope looking mm-hmm. from a telescope into a bedroom from across the street. That's drinking, more creepy than wine. somebody just standing right in front of the window. No, but it's classy. You no, just don't man. get it, man. You no. never. Voyeured. I don't get it at you all. Never voyeured. You've never man. voyeured. Rest in peace to all the um, all the beautiful for couples sure. that were that for were sure, killed, sure. especially the um, the glue, the glue one. Shout out to them. Oh, um, I'm sure they were inseparable like glue. Yeah, I was just joking. Hater. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a good one. So that was my uh, firm murder this week. That was a good one. Um, I'm gonna make an announcement. Um, sorry to disappoint disappoint some people, but. Um, we're going to take a bit of a break from Frazzle Frame. Cool. Uh, they true crime mystery riddles aren't uh, that plentiful. No. So we've run through a lot of them. And rather than trying to dig for one that sucks or tell one that we've told before, again, because that's what happened last week, 
Um, we're gonna try to we're gonna push Frazzle Fran. It's gonna be more of a spontaneous thing, more random. I keep Fran on his toes. He's not gonna know when it's gonna be, so we're not gonna do that this week. But we do, however, have mail. So I would love to open that. You've got mail, 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 mail. You've got mail, mail. All right. Let's see what we got here. Uh, oh, we got a whole letter. Somebody typed out a whole letter. Shout out to the person whose name is at the end. I will get to. But this is what I like. See, they typed out a whole letter. You know what I mean? Okay. With their Type. name, let you know what's going on in the box. No mystery. Who, who wrote this? Whose box? There's no name on the box. Mm. No mystery here. There is a full uh, 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 story here. You know what I mean? Somebody wrote us a, a, a fucking essay. I love it. Okay, so it goes, <clears throat> Hey, guys. So to be completely honest, this cereal looks super lame based on some of the basic criteria the two of you have laid out for us in the previous episodes of Cereal and Cereal. But I thought, it's freaking Dippin' Dots. How can it be bad? So I bought it anyway, and it sent, and sent it your way for the two of you to be the ultimate in taste testers. Who the hell creates a cereal with no games? And nothing for a child to want inside. My four-year-old could have cared less that I bought this cereal. Yeah. What? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. What terrible? What terrible marketing? But they are not likely waiting to hear my opinion on things. So because of this, because of this cereal's super lame appearance, and my personal lack of faith of the taste of the product inside, I included a candy bar for each of you to enjoy as well. Because who doesn't mm. love chocolate? Fran, please let Alvin get first pick. No. You are always taking the good stuff. Yes. Yes. Th thank you. He is. Or at least he makes it seem that way. No, I don't. That's what he does. So hopefully the product inside can hold its own without all of the games and the extra stuff that we all enjoy. Thank you both for what you do and your open, honest banter. You, you help to keep me entertained on the most boring of days at work. Hmm. From... Kieran Beerly. Hmm. Thank you so much, Kieran. And I love to hear Beautiful stories note. of people that listen at work. It, it helps me. It, it makes me happy to think that we're helping somebody get through like an eight-hour shift. Yes. Making Just even making an hour seem a little shorter than it is. So thank you very much for listening. And thank you very much for sending us. Oh, and it's on my side. She not only sent us Dippin' Dot cereal, she sent us Dippin' Dot candy. Hmm. Bam. So, bam. Two candy bars. Boom. Got banana split dipping dots. Hmm. Boom. Bam. Uh-huh. Bam. What else we got in here? Uh. That's a big box. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got cookies and cream dipping Cookies dots. and cream, I called it. Damn. Yes. Uh, no, 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 no. I That's called not, it. No, no. But listen to me. Because you got, when we got uh the banana pudding, when we got the banana pudding, uh, uh what, what what's his name? You ate that. I don't recall. What? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Actually, no, that makes more sense, actually. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I had yeah. it last. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. I don't know. I tried to argue. What are you I, talking I, about? I just like cookies and cream. I thought I could get you with it. No. All right. Well, fair fair enough. So you get the cookies and cream dipping dot cereal, mm. but I get the cookies and cream dipping dots bar. Okay, that's fair. And then you get the cookie, you get the banana split dipping dots bar. Again, I don't understand why these cereal brands are not putting toys in the boxes. It now doesn't make any sense. Now she brought it, it back up again. It pissed me sense. off. It doesn't make any sense, but we're going to get in front of the executives. We're going to get in front of Kellogg's. We're going to get in front of General Mills. We're going to get in front of somebody, and we're going to pitch our, you know, hey, you need us. 
Get us on these boards. Let us give you some ideas, and we'll get that done. Kieran, thank you so much. I, yeah, I really, shout I mean, out. These, these, she, she hooked us up with the family size. She box. did. She gave us the family size box and the candy bar. The like exclusive, like it, it's the same exact layout of the cereal. They should have put that in the cereal box. That, right? See, man. Hey, man. Shout out to you, man. Round of applause for you. That's a great idea. That was simple. This would be a great prize <laughs> inside the box. It's, it's the cookies and cream. Put it inside the cookies and cream dipping dot cereal. It's a candy bar. Oh, <laughs> give us a job, man. General Mills, That's please, do yourself a favor. Anyway, this has been another episode of Affirmative Murder. I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Franco Evans. And we'll see you guys next week. Deuces. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast.